know it's four o'clock on a Friday. I know that some of you guys may um, be at work, finishing up at work, all the things. So that is totally okay. I know it's kind of a random time, but I'm about to get dressed and go on a date with my husband. And that doesn't happen very often. So I was going to jump on fight time real quick with you ladies. So happy Friday. Glad you're here. It has been a wonderful week of fight time. It's been a great week of celebration for our two years. We've reached over 800 women. Um, on fight time, which we do not take lightly. Like that is a big deal. We're so grateful to the Lord that he has set all that up and done all of that for us. So I know I'm in a random, I'm actually in my toddler's bed with his fire truck and his chicken. Okay. So you just never know where Casey's going to be. You can hear the fan rattling. Just ignore all that stuff. Sweet Lexi, she has all the music going and it's all wonderful. And I'm just like, I'm here. <laughs> but that's, that's the reality of being a stay-at-home mom. So, all right, ladies, let's fight. You ready for Friday? Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Ka hey Kayla and Kaylee. Glad you're here with me. All right. This is what um, the Lord has given me for today. Um, so, over the last week, um, especially the, I should say, especially the last week, we've really been working with my oldest daughter on um, that perfection isn't a thing. And that it takes practice if you want to reach something. Um, so, for example, she is on a um, little mini cheerleading team. And she has to memorize this dance. And she's like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. And we're like, you're never going to get it perfect. It probably won't ever be perfect. But once you practice, it will get better. But if you don't practice, then it won't ever get better. So, we have to practice these things. Um, so it just got my mind thinking about practicing and what all we practice. And I was speaking to someone earlier in the week about like, um, just how difficult things are in their life at the moment. And one of the things that they were talking about was how it was like, how do you fit all this in? How do you fit Bible study in? How do you fit, fit church in? How do you do these things? And my response back to that was, it just becomes a habit. It becomes a practice. And so I want to talk to you today about faith being a spiritual practice, because that's what it is. So when we come to the Lord and we consecrate ourselves and we, we don't devote ourselves to the Lord, there is a certain level of commitment that you have to give to it. Um, and it is never going to be perfect. That is number one. It is never going to be perfect. But it is the intention of the heart that the Father is looking for. And so if you are new to the faith or you've still not even jumped in all the way, just know that there, there, it does come with a little bit of a cost. It does come with, a, with a, an amount of commitment. But it is so worth it. Okay, let me just preface it with that. It is so worth it. But faith as a spiritual practice is something that is, is real. So if you ever look at myself or you ever look at some of the women on our fight time team and you're like, oh my gosh, they have it all together. I bet they pray for 30 minutes a day and I bet they, you know, do everything just right and just perfect and they never battle and no, such a lie. Okay. Such a lie. The reality is, is that every day we're getting better and better at what we're doing and in the practice, as we practice um, these things, 
that's where the refinement comes in. That's how, how the Lord steps in and he, he helps us and makes us better. But it is not something that we do on our own by any means. But it does require a level of commitment. So when I talk about spiritual practice, what exactly am I talking about? I'm talking about your prayer life, your Bible study, your worship, your fellowship, and your communion. Okay? Those are the things that as we practice, it brings us closer to the Lord. It brings us refinement of our spirit, of our heart. It takes away all the junk, all the sin. And, it, and it, it turns our eyes towards the Lord for things, okay? So I wrote down some, um, some definitions for the word practice. So in a religious setting, this is what it might sound like. To follow or observe habitually or customarily. I hear my baby waking up. So, um, so if we do something... In a religious sense, if we do something habitually and customarily, then that that's what it means to to spiritually practice or to religiously practice. Now, we don't want to be religious or legalistic about anything. That's just the definition I'm going to give you, okay? And then what are some other things that we practice, practice for? My kids play soccer. Your kids may play baseball or basketball or football. So athletics is something that we train for. It's something that we practice. Um, and that means, to, or to practice in an athletic sense, means to train or to drill, okay? There's two more definitions of the word practice. The next one is to, um, to exercise or pursue as a profession. So you, can ex or so you can practice law as a lawyer. You can practice medicine as a doctor. Um, I practiced counseling as a counselor. So you can practice something as a profession. And then the last definition is performance-based. So if you are a dancer or you play an instrument or something like that, then performing or doing something repeatedly in order to acquire skill or proficiency, it's to practice performing. So there's several different definitions of the word practice. And you can do all of those things, okay? So what kind of got me thinking about this is my um, my kids. I told you, Mary Elizabeth is like, okay, we've got to practice. Perfection isn't a thing. Practice gets you better. Um, so my husband, he's been doing like agility and speed camp with the kids. And they've now brought their friends. And it's a really fun thing they're doing twice a week. Um, and they go up to um, an inside gym that we have. And they just, they play they run drills, they do soccer skills, um, the kids are getting faster, they're learning, they're getting better, they're getting more balance, more agility, and it's just really super cool to watch what they're doing. But the thing is, is they're practicing. So if you looked at our kids from last soccer season into what they are right now, they are leaps and bounds where they were last, last season because all summer long they've been training. They've been practicing. They've been doing drills. They have been habitually doing something in order to, to get better, okay? So, how do you stay the course? You stay the course by practicing your faith. How do you keep your eyes on Jesus? You do that by practicing your faith. How do you keep, um, keep going whenever things are getting hard? You do that by practicing your faith. We do that with on our own by those things that I talked to you about. Bible study, prayer, your prayer life is a big deal. Worship, fellowship, and communion, okay? So whenever the, the someone's world was falling apart the other day, been there, 
and they were like, how do you do it all? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you keep going whenever it feels like there's just so much? And my answer was, it just becomes a practice. It's just doing something so much that you can't think of ever doing it without. Okay? So when we have a prayer life that is so powerful, whenever we do it so much, then whenever you get in the middle of a crisis or you someone calls you in the middle of the night, you can't think of giving them any other option but Jesus because it's your soul for focus and your purpose in your life. Um, whenever you are so in your word and you're like, man, this really is, you may feel like this isn't really doing a whole lot for me right now. But in the middle of your crisis or someone else's crisis, in a moment's notice, the Lord is going to bring that back up to you. And that practice is going to pay off. Um, when someone looks at you and says, oh my goodness, you're not the same person you were last month. Or you aren't the, aren't the same person you were last year. Yeah, you know why? Because I've been practicing keeping my eyes on the Lord and allowing Him to search my heart. So we practice alone. We practice as a team, right? So if we're playing sports, you do solo practice. But then you also come together and you practice as a team. If you, I, I was talking to someone today that they had fallen away from the faith and they've come back and they were kind of making this like profession of faith. And my biggest like uh, thing that I told them was, listen, you have got to get in community with other believers, spirit filled believers. You have to, now we have this community here on fight time, which is fantastic. Um, but if you don't have someone in person where you have put or someplace in person where you have plugged in, I'm telling you right now, you cannot do this faith walk without a community of believers. You just can't. It, we weren't created to do that way. We were created to be together, to worship together, to fellowship together. And it's that accountability that helps us to stay the course. It is that togetherness that helps us to stay focused. It is um, when I can send out a text message and 50 women are praying for me in a blink of an eye. That is what we need in order to sustain the faith, to keep it going, to practice our faith. Just like a team, you have to practice together corporately. Um, Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. Scripture tells us that we need one another. So I want to say this. If you feel like you're on the outskirts of something, um, maybe you've gone to church, but you haven't really plugged into your church. Maybe you're not ever even going to a church, but you're just doing stuff online. Listen, I'm telling you right now, it is time for you to take the step forward and plug into your church, a spirit-filled church. It is time for you to plug in and, and serve at your church and learn and grow um, if you are not feeling fed from week to week, it's your own fault. There are things there. If you're feeling like no one even knows I'm here, listen, you dive in. You take that step forward because it is, it's whenever you put yourself into the fold. It's whenever you put yourself into, um, into a body of believers and you insert yourself, um, that, that they're going to surround you. They're going to cover you. They're going to guide you and hold you accountable. Okay? So we practice for the team. We practice in offense and defense. Can you all hear my baby crying? She's okay. She'll be just a second. We practice in offense and defense. Okay? So we've all, our pastors have talked about being on the offense, um, which is practicing those things I talked about, doing those things on your own. That way we're ready for the defense. When we are hit upside the head by the enemy, 
we are ready to go in defense mode and say, I know what to do. I've already been in practice. This is not a big deal, okay? And then last but not least, it's time to get a coach, okay? I feel like this fight time team is an excellent coach, okay? But get and get a coach in person. If you don't have someone that's mentoring you, reach out. Reach out to a spirit-filled believer, a woman, women, with women. Uh, reach out to a woman and say, listen, I just need some discipleship. I need to know what's what's the next step. I need to learn how to do this. I want to, to see how you do prayer life. I want to see how you study the word. Get a coach, someone that you can look up to, someone that you can call on and have accountability with. We were created to do that. We were not created to walk through this alone. It was whenever I had got a mentor in my spiritual walk, in my spiritual practice, that my faith grew leaps and bounds from faith to faith. Um, and it was because I had someone guiding me and directing me and showing me the next step and what to do. So, if you're in the middle of a crisis right now, if you're in the middle of just like a, oh my gosh, like, I'm never doing this perfectly, I feel like I'm failing, that's a lie from the enemy, stop that right now, and just say today, on this Friday, today is the day that I'm declaring that I'm going to start walking in a spiritual practice so that my faith may grow. I'm going to be committed to the faith. I'm going to be committed to what I know is true. Not even just what I hear is true. What I know is true. And that is the word of God and what he asked us to do. So that is my encouragement for today. I've got to go get my baby. She's crying. I pray that you guys have a fantastic weekend, a fantastic Friday. I love you guys very, very much. If you're commenting, I can't see it right now. So just no, no comments are coming up. Um, but I love you guys very much. I pray that this blesses you. I'm just going to pray over us real quick and then we'll be gone. So, Lord, I thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Father, that you remind us that perfect isn't a thing, that can, but that continually better is something that we can strive for. And we do that by spiritual practice. We do that, Lord, by communing with fellow spirit-filled believers, people that are going to keep us focused on you and keep our eyes on you. We do that by fasting and by prayer and by worship and by communion with you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you've placed this team here to be a guide. But, Father, I pray for every single woman under the sound of my voice right now that they find a place to plug in. And I, I bind any spirit of, like, shyness or um, timidity or intimidation that would have us not reach out and take the next step forward. And Father, I pray that you empower every woman right now to take the next step forward to whatever it is that you're calling them to. Um, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, ladies, I love you so much. I pray you have a blessed weekend, and we will talk to you later. Bye.